Thanks for joining us for Bearcat Rewind once again as this is the final episode of July, episode number 113, and MIAA Football Media Day rolled in this week, so you know fall sports are right around the corner. Coaches and players from around the conference gathered in Kansas City. There was local media, preseason polls, so it was a great sight to see that we are that much closer to getting things rolling here very shortly. And on top of all of it, Northwest Missouri State sits atop both of those preseason polls. Now on today's podcast, we're going to bring you some sound from Kansas City as John Coffey and I spoke with the Bearcat contingent. But before we get into that, let's run down the rankings. MIAA coaches and media polls were the same to the top six. Northwest Missouri State, of course, taking that top spot as the preseason favorite. Number two in each poll, it was Nebraska Kearney. Number three, Pittsburgh State. Washburn came in fourth. Fort Hayes State picked fifth and Emporia State sixth. But after that, we did have a few discrepancies. In the coaches poll, tied for seventh, Central Missouri and Missouri Western. Of course, Central Missouri now coached by former Bearcat Josh Lamberson. Number 9, Central Oklahoma, who is now led by former Bearcat head coach Adam Doral. 10th, Missouri Southern. 11th, Northeastern State. And 12th was Lincoln. As far as the media poll, picking it up at number 7, Missouri Western. 8th, Central Oklahoma. Number 9, UCM. Number 10, Missouri Southern. And in 11th and 12th, respectively, just like in the coaches poll, it was Northeastern followed by Lincoln. So a look at the coaches and media polls as the MIAA season getting started here on September 1st. The Northwest is coming off an outright MIAA title in 2021. The Cats were 11-2 overall, 9-1 in the MIAA. And the Bearcats did graduate some studs. A couple of stalwarts on the offensive line, a whole host of skill guys, two on the defensive line, a couple linebackers, and a couple defensive backs as well. But there is some big-time talent back in the fold once again. And we got to see some of those guys actually at media day. So, of course, we talked football, but depending on the player, the conversation kind of bounced all over the place. So some fun content for you today as we get ready for that season opener coming up for Northwest against Fort Hay State. A Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. From Media Day on the player side, we spoke with Zach Howard, Elijah Green, Sam Phillips, Isaac Volstead, Braden Wright, and Mitch Goff. And of course, Northwest head football coach Rich Wright. And that is where we start today. John Coffey, joined by Coach Wright. Rich, I guess this time of year, it seems like it comes by pretty quick through the summer, but overall, do you feel like the team accomplished a lot of the goals in their off-season workouts going into the camp next, in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I do. You know, we have, we have a new group of leaders that had to, you know, establish that role within the football program, and I think they did a good job of that. Uh, our younger kids have worked their tails off all summer in the weight room. Uh, with our strength and conditioning program, as well as uh, you know, getting getting into the film room and watching and trying to grow in that capacity, and you know, now it's time to just get out and practice and and you know, put the pieces together to see what the season will look like. You know, you made a good point during the uh, media conference about some of the younger guys that have had normally would have a little more experience coming into this year due to their class rank, but with the the COVID issues, a lot of just 
game time and practice time has been a lot different for this group coming through. Yeah, it has. You know, it's 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 amazing. Is uh, you know, I'm meeting with kids that you know are in their fourth year of school, but have really never played. Not not really to any fault of their own, but just haven't had a lot of game experience because we've had the upperclassmen still here. Well. Now that page is definitely turned, and, and they're going to have to be the ones that produce on Saturdays. It's been a lot more enjoyable just, just from the standpoint of preparing for what essentially looks like it's going to be a normal season from the COVID standpoint. Yes, definitely. I mean, you know, even I, I think back, and, you know, we had the MIAA day here last year, but, you know, it was vaccinations and this and this and, you know, trying to get the team on board with doing that stuff. You know, it's it's just so much different right now because it's it's as if it's all that is in the rearview mirror. And one thing, too, when you look at the start of this season, uh, you've got a couple of veteran quarterbacks coming in. And how, at least at this point, I don't want to jinx anything, but you got two guys that are going to be healthy, which you didn't have really in the entire season last year. Right. You know, and, and you know, the, one of the toughest transitions is to break in a new quarterback. So to have, you know, not just one, but two guys who have seen significant action, been in playoff games, been in big-time atmospheres, uh, I just think that's going to help a young football team a great deal. I would imagine, too, it helped us during the offseason working with some of the new guys. Absolutely. You know, they both have, you know, we've also didn't talk about this, but now everybody has a year under Coach Sturdy and the offensive system. So it's not it's not drinking out of a fire hose, so to speak. It's now just, you know, honing in and fine tuning what we do and getting the new guys up to speed, whereas everybody else has is pretty well versed in what we're doing schematically, offensively. I would think, too, when you talk about Coach Sturdy, even last year when you handicapped by the, the quarterback injury situation through the year, you probably you couldn't implement a lot of some of those game plans just because you had to deal with the strengths of the players when they were hurt. Right. You know, so, you know, one of the big one of the big things, and you've been around both those kids, they're both are excellent runners as well as throwers, and we that was not a big part of our offense until later in the season. And so we were a little bit hamstrung, uh, figured out a way to win games, um, you know, but to just be able to open things up in totality on offense, I think will be fun. Now, defensively, again, you've lost uh, some pretty good players off the defensive side, but it looks like uh, you've got some guys that have been in waiting and they've had a little bit of experience that uh, should step in and play well for you. Yeah, I think really in terms of talent, I think our linebacker room is is super talented. Um, I don't think we're going to miss a beat there at that position, even though we're going to have to replace two starters. Uh, defensive line, um, I like the mix. I like the way those kids have worked this summer. We're going to look different. We're not, um, you know, the thing I've really emphasized to them, I'm not worrying, worried about them being as talented. We just have to find a different way to be efficient together. And that's one of, the, one of my favorite challenges is, is taking new pieces and make, but making the product still play and perform at a really high level. Uh, back end, uh, you know, I feel good about our corner situation. Our safety situation is one that we're going to have to figure out. We're just, they have to do so much in our defense, and, and we are young at safety. And so that'll be important to see growth um, as we move forward. As far as the uh, special teams, uh, with the kicking and things, looks like you brought in some guys that look pretty good. Yeah, we um, we did bring in a transfer kicker this spring, um, so we're going to have a battle at the kicking position. Uh, Mike is back and healthy, so our, our punting situation looks pretty good right now. Um, you know, long snapper is a little bit of an issue. Uh, we did bring a freshman kid in 
um, and signed him as a snapper. So we're hoping that once he gets to campus, uh, you know, we'll we'll like what we see there. Camp starts August sixth. What are some of the immediate goals you have for this group once camp starts? Just honestly, John, it's just getting better every day. We've got it. We have to improve every day. Where we left off in the spring, we weren't um, good enough to be where we want to be and so we just have to have a extreme sense of urgency not to waste a moment you know fall camp has changed so much they limit the number of practices we can have they they tell you what you can do and what you can't do so we just have to maximize that time that we're actually out on the field and again to touch a little bit on this in the media conference with Fort Hay State the first opponent there on that first uh, Thursday to open up the season by opening up against a, a team that traditionally has been one of the teams you have to beat every year, does that uh, kind of help as far as the focus of the players to gear up for the opener of the season? I think so. I mean, I, I think that um, everybody has a healthy respect for, for what Chris and uh, his program have been over the last five or six years. And they were a little down last year um, and didn't have the season that they wanted. And I, I'm certain that they're going to want to atone for that so we'll have our hands full in Bearcat Stadium on that first Thursday night but uh, you know I was talking with the captains yesterday and I didn't really even think about it but it'll be the first time since 2018 that uh, Northwest Missouri State has opened up at home so they were really excited about playing a home game in a Thursday night game in front of our crowd. Coach Wright is ready to go September 1st will be here in no time. Now, as we roll right along next up, we're talking with defensive lineman and first-team All-MIAA member, Zach Howard. We're heading into the 2022 season. Things are a little bit different. Last year, coming off COVID-19, do you feel different physically, mentally, more prepared? Is anything different than maybe a year ago at this time? I think, honestly, the whole team in general, but especially, you know, I feel this way as well, is like probably the best shape I've ever been in my life. Just got my legs under me. The strongest I've ever been, uh, just pushing weight in the weight room. Joe Q's definitely got me right in that aspect. And honestly, just like um, continue to, continuing to work and add skills to your, your bag is just always very productive. So I've been doing that all summer with Elijah and obviously in, in spring ball as well. But, uh, yeah, I think just, you know, with age comes uh, experience and with that, you should be better. And so if you're not working and you're not getting better, then that's on you. So definitely been working to get better. About a year ago at this time, it was kind of different diet. You cut down a little bit and, and a little different shape going into that, that season. This year, after going through that one year, is it you feel better physically just because of you kind of know what to expect and your body's been through the rigors after having that diet and kind of going through the season? Yeah, I think so. Just like understanding, you know, last year was kind of like a cut before the season, and now it's kind of that maintaining that 295 to 300-pound weight, um, learning how to do that, you know, just, just with the correct foods and stuff. Um, at the same time, just like uh, I do feel better because I think I've had this weight, the same weight for a year, and been able to maintain it and been able to just get used to it, honestly, um, but also slowly change the body still um, and work towards a leaner uh, 300 but uh, yeah so other than that it's just been good it's been good I feel feel good at the weight I am at so so this might be crazy and that question you did not expect to come up but when you cut a little bit of weight and you get yourself in shape and ready for the week week one of the season between the practice the games everything you're doing how do you maintain that weight I mean what, what are you putting in your body so that you're not dropping 20 pounds in a season <laughs> 
You know what? Actually, as a 300-pound dude, uh, I'm sure other guys can attest to this, but it is real tough to, to keep weight on in season. You're running all the time. You're doing workouts. You're doing practices. Um, honestly, sometimes you just miss meals because you're so busy. So uh, honestly, just making sure I like hit my meals, make sure I do eat my, my calories for the day, get plenty of pasta. And the good thing about being 300 and being a D lineman is you can have a little bit of extra here and there. So I can have the, the ice cream and the pizza on the weekends, and it's not like um, too terribly bad for me. I'm sure if you're a, a DV, you can't be going and eating all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think just, just making sure I do eat, that way you don't drop. And, just honestly, Joe does a really good job. We have to weigh in every week, and if you lose or, or gain too much, he's you know he's talking to you about what you need to do and kind of on you about that. So um, it's not hard to you just gotta you just gotta watch it and make sure you're doing what's right. You mentioned kind of uh, improving yourself, the skill wise. I mean, you're a first team All MIAA guy, one of the best defensive linemen in the country. What are you doing to make yourself better for the season? Yeah, <laughs> or, or is there a certain aspect or move or something that you want uh, to be different here into this upcoming fall? Yeah, honestly, there's a lot. Um, maintaining just great pad level through all run like situations, um, through run and pass, like the reaction part of run and pass, the the film part of like kind of dialing down what's going to be if it's going to be run or pass before the play. That that's kind of like natural, and you just kind of chop away at that, and you try to like do that. But, like, specifically from January is the fluidity of my hips in pass. So just making sure I can flip my hips and continue to run, flip my hips, use my hands along that same thing. And with that, you know, as you add that skill, then your hands are down and they're not up, so they're not protecting your chest, so it's exposed, so you can get grabbed, so you can get punched. So then you're like, okay, now the hands are up. And then, then you have to work counters off of it, and then you have to work, you know, uh, counters off the counters and and then you're working like okay so you did it in a drill work setting so you got to get some old linemen out there um drag them out and be like hey i need you to kick set on me just so i can see if this is working or if this will actually work in a game or if it's just drill work good you know so it's just all these things but just honestly pass rush and fluidity and just making it seem so natural that it's it's almost like just walking down the street and stuff, yeah. Is this something that when you came to Northwest Missouri State from Bolivar and you're a young guy fresh on campus, it was pass rushing is I'm going to get by him and I'm going to get to the quarterback. Is it kind of take on to more of a almost scientific sort of, um, you know, just talk about the hips and the hands and getting yourself back there and around the lineman and, and being able to counter. Just There's a lot more that goes into it than probably the average fan's thinking about. Oh, for sure. I, if we got in front of a film room uh, or a computer, I could talk to you about probably one play, one pass rush, and how I would, you know, how you could beat a tackle or a guard or a center on this one play um, for probably, I don't know, an hour if I really wanted to, and all the different aspects and what I would be good at versus what I would struggle with and what others would be good at and what they would struggle with. And, um, yeah, so I, definitely just. There's a nuance to it um, coming into high school. I don't know. I wasn't really a pass guy in high school. I just I got it when I was, but just you know made a lot of tackles in the run, and um, so that's just always kind of been natural. It's like the hands in the run and understanding how to play that. But um, the reason I didn't start my freshman year was because I had an atrocious pass rush. I, had, I think I had one sack all year. Like just you know it was terrible. It was awful. Um, Coach Wright will tell you that. So that's the thing I worked on watching Brandon Yost and. Um, Caleb Mather. There's a bunch of guys inside, and also watching Bevins and Weidel and uh, some of the long anchor films. Just understanding like 
you know, what made them great, and it's all little things that they change to help their body, body sound, what they are just great at. So um, that's been the great thing about getting a lot of game reps. You can find those nuances that you are good at and just kind of dive into those and uh, instead of, like, just kind of grasping at, well, this works for Von Miller. Well, that's not going to work for you, you know. Um, well, it works for Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox. Great, you know, you, you're not Aaron Donald. So um, there are things you can take away from the, you know, everyone's game. I'm really, really thankful that we had such a good D-line because I can watch Yost, I can watch Mather, I can watch these guys, and I can go, oh, they're really good at this. Oh, this guy's first step is perfect every single time. This guy's hands and pad level is great. This guy has just very natural hands. This guy doesn't care if he messes up. So all these things, I'm rambling now, but, like, um, there is a very – very like nuanced to the game that as you get older you can feel out and it helps you just play on Saturday. I don't think rambling at all. It's kind of like when you sit down with like a, a professor and they're just kind of like, all right, let me teach you this. Like, yeah. I'm just sitting here learning. All right, dumb it down for the media guy right here. Yeah. Off of everything you do, you, you mentioned there are counters or different things. You're working off of it. You might set up a move for another move. Dumbing it down for the media guy. What's your? I mean, you want to go in there and get a quick spin, a bull rush. What's your favorite? Like, what's the Zach Cower that we should be watching for on Saturdays that you will counter off of, and that multiple things will come. It won't be a spin, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, you say that. Well, I'm watching for Chance Fuller going down after a spin. Hey, maybe, maybe I'll just have to throw one in there just for you. There you go. But uh, no, honestly, just, just if I'm in, if I'm playing inside and playing D tacklets. I'm just going to try to get into you with great pad level and work half a man and just play off of that that uh, just balance check that where they're – it's just all feel, right? Inside, the way we play the line is very quick and very explosive. So we're already into the guy. There's not a lot. And that's early on. And the more you pound on the guy, they're, they're going to lean more and they're going to try to balance check. So then you can start working some fun stuff, um, working some quick moves that are going to get you through the queue quick, the highlight reel stuff. Um, but honestly, it's it's doing the dirty work first. It's 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 getting off ball, pushing into a dude, and working half a man with great hands, great pad level, and just freaking great effort. And if you don't do that, a lot of your rushes are gonna suck. So when you come into a game, you can't um, you can't be thinking, well, I, I want to spin on a dude. I want to just chop his hands, get around him, and, and flip your hips. It's like for me, that's just not my strong suit. So it's like I need to I need to lean on my strengths first, and then there are counters that I can make it look like my strong suit when I open those things up because they're doing something different to stop me. So you just got to play with it. It's a game of chess. And then on the outside, you know, honestly, I'm just I'm, I'm a shorter arm guy, even though I'm 6'3", for outside. So just working working into guys, not be afraid to stay tight to the fight, um, making sure I'm still pinning elbows, still fighting hands, still getting into their, their space and making them feel uncomfortable, and still, like, getting into my point of contact. But um, there are some certain differences and, and I'll probably leave those to myself, but uh, but yeah, just like you know, sticking to what you know first, and then, and then working on um, what they're doing and working off of that, and make that that's what makes you great. I feel like the pad level getting into them, the intensity of the Northwest D line. Plus, it always seems like there's so much depth, even though I know a younger group this year. Second, third, fourth quarter, especially that offensive lineman, that face has to drop a like. I'm taking this guy on again. Like, if you're dropping back 40 times with throw because they're down, that has to wear on an offensive line big time. There are a lot of good alignment in the MIAA. I'll give them to that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is fun to watch that. There are there are teams that you can get them to quit um, just mentally. Now, not, they're still out there and they're still blocking, but um, that is a good feeling. But there are a lot of good you know, O-line in the MIAA that don't do that. Um, 
got to give up. Oh, week one, Fort Hayes, like, I never felt like they, you know, have ever, like, given up or quit or, like, stopped blocking as hard or even if they get beat, you know, they're, they're, they're right back at it. So you got to give it to them. Um, and I think that's the great thing about D-Line is, like, you want to have them quit. You want to have them, like, feel bad about themselves. Um, but it just doesn't happen as much as you think, uh, even if you are just pounding, especially against great teams. And I'm thankful for playing in the MIAA for that reason. Um, it's like, you know, Pitt State doesn't do that. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking of the last year's teams. But um, but it's still fun when they're not and you still beat them late in the quarter. You know, you still beat them and you do this. And then it's like, okay, that's when you get a little, have, have a little fun. So, yeah. Zach, thanks for the time, and I hope when you do finish up your playing career, you go into coaching because the, the wealth of knowledge is crazy. But uh, looking forward to putting that to play this upcoming season. Uh, thank you. Another big-time key for Northwest on the defensive side of the football. Our next guest, we are joined by senior linebacker Sam Phillips, a third-team All-MIAA member. MIAA Media Day, the experience, what's this like so far? We're still early in the day at this point as we're recording, but uh, the chance to kind of get in, and it kind of feels like the unofficial start to the season. Yeah, it's it's weird seeing other teams here. I don't know why it's I don't want to say that, but see other players here. Um, you, there's kind of a little bit of tension there, but it's been fun so far. It's good to hang out with the guys a little bit. Um, we threw a little cornhole, um, but yeah, it's been good so far. So I feel like you're seeing all these players that typically you see them. They're padded up their other side of the field, warm ups, and then all of a sudden it's it's full go. At least we have the cornhole to take that some of that competitive edge off, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm back here watching the Fort Hayes guys play right now, and uh, I, I lost uh, I lost count of what they're at, but I'm anxious to see. You need to keep some notes on this. Week one rolls around, and you know, Chance Fuller, quarterback there for Hayes, kind of getting his head a little bit like, man, you missed that pass the way you missed that cornhole throw. That's right. That's right. So week one rolling around, Fort Hayes will be starting off for Northwest Missouri State. It's a home game this year as opposed to going on the road. An intense battle, a close game last year. You pulled out on the way to a conference title and a, and a, uh, a playoff appearance, making a deep run. How big is that just setting the tone of week one of taking on a great team like the Tigers and getting that win? I think it's going to be a good challenge to start, um, as opposed to a starting with maybe a lesser opponent. Um, so that's, that's good. We're going to see exactly where we're at and exactly where we need to improve after that. Coming in, Coach Wright talked about how this is a younger squad. I mean, uh, some veterans like yourself, but quite a few young guys that get the chance to step in with, with uh, graduation and whatnot. How's this like for you as a leader of kind of taking on that role of taking some guys under your wing and making sure that not only is it lined up right, but, hey, once adversity hits, they're ready to battle through it? Yeah, a lot of that is built throughout the, the summer. Um, our strength conditioning coach, Joe Q, does a great job of putting us through adversity and then seeing how we respond to it. And then so showing these younger guys how to respond in that adversity, I think, should carry over well to the season. So Joe is a guy that you look at, and obviously he's in great shape. He does a great job strength and conditioning-wise. People kind of think of the physical aspect of Joe Q, but he's a super smart guy. I feel like he makes a lot of deep emotional connections with all the athletes as much time as he puts in with you guys. How big is that of not necessarily a coach day-to-day in practice, but a guy that you can still lean on in the weight room or kind of take some of those, you know, hey, having some issues in this class or this or that, and he'll sit there and listen. Absolutely. Joe does a great job in both facets. Um, but as older guys, there's, there's not a lot of us right now. There's maybe four or five. Um, and so he's, he's, he's good to take a little bit of that pressure off our shoulders, especially in the weight room. Um, he does push us and, you know, want us to be great leaders and challenge us. But at the same time, like, he understands. He's, he's played, you know. Um, he understands what we're going through. And so it's really nice to have that, have that there. 
as we get set for the year, the preseason polls come out. I don't think it's a huge surprise. Northwest Missouri State pick number one once again. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Do you think about that at all? No, not really, because it's been the same way every, just about every season. And uh, Coach Rice says the same thing. Like it proves nothing. We have nothing um, from last year. So you sign up to come to Northwest for those expectations, don't you? I mean, there's a lot that weigh on coaches' shoulders, players' shoulders. I mean, you probably can't walk through Hy-Vee without people talking about a Northwest Bearcat football game. Uh, is that something you really enjoy and kind of thrive on? Of like, a lot of people are pinning their weekends on us, and, and we kind of like that. It really is, and that's part of like the culture that's been built um, at Northwest. And so, it's really exciting um, to be a part of that. And like, not only that, but then when I leave, um, I just hope we did enough to to carry on that culture. So a chance to come out, pick to win the preseason. Northwest Missouri State will take on Fort Hayes coming up on September 1st. You've got a lot in your plate football-wise, um, but you also have to spend the day with uh, Colin McDonough and Ryan Milkey with the uh, Northwest uh, athletics staff here. It's just like their children, right? I mean, you can't take them anywhere shining lights in their eyes during the interview. Uh, yeah, they, they do a great job. They're great guys, um, fun to be around. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where the season goes with them. And Sam being very complimentary of Colin McDonough and Ryan Milkey from the Northwest Athletics admin team. He's a nice kid. Didn't want to call them out, but we had a good laugh as they were messing with us there mid-interview. But, hey, once that whistle blows, Sam is all business and should have a big season for the Cats. Next up for us, another linebacker. It is junior Isaac Volstead. He'll be taking on a big role this year as he's joining Phillips in that linebacking core and feels like a guy that's under the radar but has a chance to come in and blow up the MIAA. Isaac, your first chance to get out here, experience this. We've got some other North or other MIAA teams here, of course, coming in too. But um, what's it like being in this role and being a leader here at Northwest Missouri State of representing the program today? It's an awesome experience. Obviously, I've I've been here for four years. I've waited my time, and it's kind of been nice stepping up this year in the in the weight room on the field, being a leader for all these guys that need it because we've got a super young group. But being here at Media Days, super exciting. It means football's around the corner. I'm looking forward to it. You've been on campus for four years. As Coach Wright mentioned, it's kind of a young squad just because haven't always had those opportunities to be on the field. COVID-19 obviously playing a huge role in that throughout 2020. Um, and ask Zach about this a little bit earlier, but how do you feel kind of coming into it? We've had a year to kind of get away from that. We've kind of distanced ourselves from it. Things are back to normal now. What's it like from the playing side of you're coming off a season of being on the field and getting ready for another chance to go make a run at MIAA. Absolutely. I mean, that COVID year was great for developmental, top to bottom. Everybody got reps in that spring. Even though we didn't have a season, it was great for a bunch of these young guys to step up and have, a, have that experience, that college practice experience. And last year, kind of being in the full swing of the season again was just great to be back into it. And it's, I'm excited. A lot of... We're going to have a lot of young guys step up, and I'm looking forward to it. You had a chance to get on the field last season. You made some big plays. It felt like every time you were on the field, you were flying around. How much of it goes in, going into it is thinking on your feet, but how much is that preparation allows you to kind of fly around without thinking because it does become second nature? Absolutely. I mean, it's all that time in the film, in that video room, watching film, knowing what the opponents are going to hit you with next, and just kind of being one step ahead, we try to be on teams every game, every week, every snap. I mean, just flying around on the field is just one of those things I take pride in, just playing side to side, playing north and south, just being everywhere I can to make plays. 
Defensively, obviously, Northwest comes in as the expectation not only to go out and on as a team level of, hey, national championship after winning the MIAA and keep on pushing, but defensively, it's just been an anchor for this program for 20-plus years at this point. That's something you take pride into going in of knowing that, uh, you know what, it doesn't matter what happens on the other side of the football. We're expected to come out and pitch a shutout every day. Absolutely. I mean, if, t- if our offense is only putting up seven points, we're expected to hold them to zero, so... Def- good defense has been a great tradition here at Northwest, and I'm, I'm looking forward to just upholding that tradition and setting a new standard. What did you take away from a season ago? You guys go through an outright conference title. I mean, in, in the playoff slate was extremely tough whenever you think about going down to Harding, battling that style of defense or that style of offense coming away with the win. Then you go up to Ferris, who um, just had a terrific season. How do you build off that and, and continue to push here at Northwest this upcoming season? I mean, that's one of those things where it was great for us to get down in Harding, play playing a super physical football team, one of the most physical games we'll ever play. And then playing against Ferris, that's kind of a lot of our motivation is getting past them. They've kind of been our bump in the road and where we've been stopped, but that's kind of where we have our mindset to we want to get past them and win a national championship. It all starts week one, Fort Hayes State coming into Northwest Missouri. You guys went there last year, Chance Fuller back. He's he's a good quarterback that's been around the MIAA for a while. That's a great challenge early on, despite that record for the Tigers at the end last year. This is a good program. Absolutely. I mean, you got to give props to them and what they've done with their program. Chance has been here, thinks it'll be his fourth year starting, and every year he's provided us with a good challenge. So we're looking forward to that first step week one and having them in Maryville. Isaac, thanks for the time. Good luck this season. Awesome. I appreciate it. Our next guest, a Maryville guy, Elijah Green. He saw an expanded role on the defensive line last year and now is a leader of that group along with Zach Howard. And it's always fun talking with Elijah. He and Zach, roommates and great friends. And Zach was trying to distract Elijah as we got this one rolling. But he played it off well. But then we actually dove deeper into this position group and the defense as a whole. Great to see you getting set for a big football season coming up. Northwest taking on Fort Hayes State in week one. You got the pressure of uh, roommate Zach Howard kind of over his shoulder watching. Is there additional pressure with Zach watching the interview? Um, a little bit because like his stature alone, it just speaks volume to the person that he is. He's such an intimidating, uh, driven person. And then like he has this natural glow about him. That like it's like shining like like a new golden watch, and I just like sometimes I can't really see him because I'm like you're so great that like I, it's hard for me to focus sometimes. He's gonna be very embarrassed when this does make it into the podcast <laughs> later down the road. But he kind of mentioned too, uh, as Northwest had the chance to talk to the media as a whole and, and kind of be up there on the podium, um, but talked about the connection, you guys being roommates and. Um, there are going to be some young guys, some guys with not a ton of reps on that defensive line joining you guys this year. How vital is it that you guys can probably share a look during a play, during a football game, and you just know what the other person's thinking and relay that to the other person or, or whatever it is, but that connection has to play a big role. Yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing that, and it's the hardest thing, it's the things you can't necessarily coach, is that like connection to know how each other plays and but it's just going to take time, and I think we've done a great job of that, working with some of these young D linemen this summer, how to communicate. You know, me and Zach doing less talking and making them do more talking. It's really making them think, and their understanding of the game has grown leaps and bounds from where it was last spring. Um, and kind of how we're going to continue to develop that through the fall 
because once the bullets start flying and we're out there on the field, it's like you just forget everything. Everything goes out the door, you're like, I don't know what's going on. So just kind of keeping them calm, be like, okay, this is just as it was in the spring when we're just walking through on some some uh, cans or something. Uh, but now it's just we have to actually go with it. So just staying calm and confident in what we're doing, and then the rest will fall in place. Ramp that up to full speed. I can imagine it gets a little bit intense out there. Yeah. Is it harder to get some of those younger guys or inexperienced guys that are going to be filling some of those roles? And, and, and Coach mentioned them throughout, and, and you hear names that – young guys that did step up and make some plays when they had chances last year. Is it harder to get them talking, communicating um, in practice, or is it harder for you and Zach to pull back on talking? Because I feel like you guys are just the energy level are always always chirping. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both because sometimes me and Zach, like since we've played with each other for so long, we can just talk about anything and we just kind of sometimes will expect everybody to know. And it's like, okay, we have to do a better job of dialing it back. And at the same time, like, it's their jobs. If they don't understand, just ask a question to us, and then we can explain it to them. Um, so I think it's kind of a little bit of both of, like, we need to, to probably take a little less, and they need to give maybe just a little bit more, um, and we'll just end up fine. With uh, some friends in the linebacking core here today, do they play at a high level, or does the Northwest defensive lineman make them look good? Uh, no, they play at an extremely high level. They do. I wish we could say it's all our credit. They they look good because of us, but that just wouldn't be true. Um, no, they play extremely, extremely well. Um, they're like the primary energy group of the defense, and I love it. Um, so I, when I came to Northwest, I used to be a linebacker. Um, so it's like I kind of still hold a little bit of that pride in my heart of like, man, I'm still an LB at heart. But um, but it's just amazing, you know, like just kind of the confidence and I think just the knowledge of the game all of them have. They're so understanding of situations, um, how to adjust to different formations that the offense is coming out in. I think it's amazing. It speaks to the testament that not only Coach Boswick but Coach Wright has done with the defense to empower the players to almost be like a player coach. So it's amazing just watching those guys even just work. And I'm, it kind of makes me fascinated. It makes me want to be like that one day. Yeah, and throwing barbs, of course, great group. I think 17 times in the last 17 years, a first-team All-MIAA linebacker coming from Northwest. So it is it is a great group, obviously, defensive line, what you guys do, um, containing the run and the pass rush, which is a four-man front day in, day out, is incredible too. Coach Wright talked about how you're going to expect a lot of the secondary to be able to step up in, in some difficult spots. Khalil Smith was one of those guys who kind of was under the radar at the start of the year and turns into a big-time All-MIAA defensive back for Northwest. When you look at that group from your perspective, how are they coming along? Does it feel like, all right, we're seeing those leaps and bounds that we need? Yeah, I think Khalil was a great sign about that last year. That's a great example. Um, kind of a guy who had never even started. He was a walk-on, actually. Started his first team all-conference, you know, kind of blew up last year, and it's, it's crazy. Um, another guy I'm kind of relying heavily on is Trey Peak. Um he kind of he was going to start last year, but he had some heart conditions that he was going on with, and then was kind of unable to play. But he played a little bit in that Emporia game and various games down the stretch, and he played really, really well. Um, Treyon, uh, Fairgood Jones, Josh Turner, expecting a lot of them. Two young guys, but two high energy, competitive guys. And really, that's what I love to be around. If you got high energy, you're competitive, and you're willing to play. The rest will fall in place. Um, and then. Two other guys I'm really hoping a lot and expecting a lot of is uh, Cole Elwood and Rhett Jordan. Um, two of like my most favorite guys to be around. Just awesome dudes. So, so, so smart. Um, it's just kind of a little bit of physical limitations on both of them. Just injuries that have kind of lagged them behind a little bit. So hopefully they can get back to healthy and just dominate on the field as usual. 
I told Zach earlier that he should go into coaching, but maybe you two should become a tag team coaching group. You guys, I, I mean, and the knowledge, it's there football-wise. You guys are pretty good. I don't know about that. I'm not very smart. I just I just seem smart. I don't know if I'm actually smart. I don't buy that for one second. All right, I got to go throw in a defensive lineman question that's not necessarily football-related. We're in Kansas City. What's your go-to barbecue? Ooh, that's a great question. I think if you would have asked me this last year, I would have said um, Arthur Bryant's. This I feel, but I feel like that's just like the cop out, everyone's answer. But I would probably say I've never had Jack Stack, so I'm excited to try this thing. But probably Q39 is the best I've had. Um, it's so so good. But I've heard a lot of high expectations about Jack Stack, so I'm ready to have my socks blown off today. So I am completely ready. But Q39 would be my go-to. Q39 is great. Jack Stack is terrific. Have you had Gates? I have. I have. Is it ranked? Third, fourth? Is it a little it's bit lower? About like fourth or fifth. It's really? it's all right. It's all right. I know that's an unpopular opinion. A lot of people always say Gacy's the best, but I think it's all right. You know, as long as you don't say Famous Dave's, yeah. which is fine, but, you know, the chain. So. Yeah, that's the truth. You can't say Famous Dave's. That's unfair. Fort Hay State, week one. Elijah, looking forward to it. Thanks for the time. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. And Braden Wright is heading into his final season on the football field with Northwest. He's battled through injuries and adversity, but continues to keep on pushing forward and really gives a good perspective on the leadership role he's in as we head into the 2022 season. We continue on now with Braden Wright. Kind of been through this before. You're kind of one of the old guys on the team, whereas, you know, Coach mentioned a young group, a team that's uh, some inexperience there, some key points. As a quarterback, a lot falls on your shoulders and probably too much throughout the sport, but... How are you going to take on that leadership role of, all right, I've been around, I'm a quarterback, and kind of trying to lead these guys through the offseason? I mean, it's something I feel like it's a learn-as-you-go type thing. I mean, I'll never know exactly the right way to do it. It's just kind of a trial and error thing. I think being around for so long now, you get kind of a good feel on, you know, guys that you can push, like when you need to reel it back, when you need to really just, like, try to get the best out of everybody in that moment. So I don't know if there's a – good way to figure it out with the young guys it's just kind of a learning process as you go and you know I think everyone kind of finds their like role on the team and that makes it a little bit easier so you can kind of know what to expect from guys and where to push them to but you know it's fun being the one of the older guys on the team now uh just looking back at you know seeing the true freshman come in remember when I was a true freshman coach Wright's first year and then getting to play as a fresh as a redshirt freshman the next year it's like it's a different lifetime it feels like so just getting to try to you know take the experience that I've had in college and pass it on to them through leadership roles and you know it'll be fun to watch them when I'm gone but right now you know I'm just trying to direct them in the best path that I can so yeah. you think about coming in and, and playing as a redshirt freshman and and again uh, leadership responsibilities of hey you're a young guy but you're a quarterback it's we're going to put this on you here what you've gone through just in the last year not even football related but the adversity that you've battled back from has to put things in a different light to where guys are going to look up to you and listen to you just because of, like, man, this guy fought through this and he's on the football field with us now. I feel like that says a lot just character-wise about Braden Wright. You know, I think that looking back on my football career, you know, I don't. I try not to be a prideful person in any aspect. You know, I think just biblically that's kind of how I, I, I try to, you know, follow my life after now, so... I try not to have pride in anything, but if there's one thing that I'll be able to look back on in my entire football career, it's a couple things, I guess, that, you know, I love my teammates and love being around them more than anything else over anything that happens on the football field and that, you know, I, you know, I cared enough about those guys to come back and try to, you know, fight back through and get healthy enough to play. And you know, regardless of what happens on the field this year, what happens on the field ever in the future, you know, wherever that takes me, it's, you know, I just 
I'm happy that I can come back and, you know, fight alongside them for not just last year but one more season. You know, now be back to health and feel better. So, you know, whatever happens, you know, I'm proud of where I've, what I've went through and what, how I came back from it. So, you know, people say a lot of things about people on football teams. And, yeah, you know, I could, I could go on for days about that, but I, I just won't even. So, you know, I'm just happy to be back and, you know, get to fight alongside them every day. We've heard it mentioned by Zach and Elijah numerous times, but does faith play a role in, in where you're at and how you carry yourself and, and even just going through a, a game day of what you're focused on as you kind of go into it? I think that the lowest point of my life was, unfortunately, after a football season. I didn't have anywhere to turn to. It was after the 2019 season. So, you know, that's when that following spring is when I gave my life to Christ. I'm trying to grow in that. It's been a lot of ups and downs, mainly downs, I would say. And, you know, just trying to, you know, the best way I can steward God's grace. And that definitely plays a role in how I just kind of model my entire life. And I've just been lucky. I live with a group of three very strong, Zach, Elijah, and Sam Phillips. That's my roommates now. And I'm blessed to get to, like, live with them and go a lot, go at it with them every day. It makes it a lot easier. And that's when I grew closest in my relationship with Christ, I would say, is when I was hurt, when I was out. So I'll always be thankful for that time, and I wouldn't have got through it without it. So, yeah. You expect to come to a college football team, and there's a brotherhood, and everybody kind of talks about that. I would imagine coming in, you didn't expect it would would lead to this, and you'd get to this point with these, this particular group of guys, but it's it's kind of awesome to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I would have never guessed that, gosh, Elijah was a townie when I met him. I was like, townies, who's, who's a townie going to Northwest? Like, get out of town. So I grew to love Maryville, grew to love Elijah, never guessed it. I mean, his dad is the president of our university now. It's just amazing to see that family aspect literally come full circle. Sam is from a tiny town in Tabor, Iowa. I'm just like, I would have never imagined I'd be with a guy that's like, I don't know, country, I guess, in air quotes. And I just wouldn't have guessed it. You know, Zach, this little, just loud, spunky little hit. I'll just say his body looked a lot different than it does now when he came as a freshman. Just this big guy. I would have never guessed these would be my best friends. And just, you know, I met my fiance in Maryville. I love this place. I love that place just for, you know, everything it's given me. It's given me more than I could ever return. So, you know, I just, I'm so grateful for that place and for that brotherhood and just everything that Maryville's brought me. September 1st, you come out of the tunnel, Fort Hay State, first game of the season. Do you kind of drink it in a little bit more knowing that this is my last opening day of heading through this football year? Yeah, I mean, that started with this summer. Every day that we go in, it's like our last day of that. Uh, every day is the last day of something. You know, tomorrow's our last day of summer workouts. and It's crazy that it's here. I, I can remember so vividly showing up that first fall camp five years ago now, five, four years ago now. It feels like an eternity ago. It feels like a different life. and So, yeah, I've just been trying to you know, give everything I have to it and my full attention on each day, but also kind of keeping in the back of my mind, numbering my days, trying to take advantage of them. Because there's not many left, you know. Even if you make it all the way to where we want to make it, that's like four months. Uh, and that's all we got left together. So, you know, it's it's sad to look at it that way, but, you know, it helps me keep it in perspective and give it everything I got every day because it is dwindling down so fast. Well, Brayden, it's going to be a fun season. Looking forward to making some more memories. Appreciate the time. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. And rounding out our interviews today from Media Day, the anchor of the offensive line, Mitch Goff. Mitch will be a junior this year. He's been a starter since his redshirt freshman season and will be key for the Bearcats up front. The Bearcats picked to win the conference once again. Does that mean anything? Is there added pressure? Do you care what those polls say? 
I mean, not really. You know, every every year's different. Obviously, um, you know, those rankings are, are kind of based off, you know, what we did last year. Obviously, we were the outright champs last year. But um, this is, like Coach Wright said, this is a, a different year, different team. Um, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of a lot of young guys. You know, we're going to be really young. Um, obviously, we, we lost a lot last year um, with that senior class. Um, but, it, you know, it feels good, obviously, to, to be recognized as, you know, the top team in the conference. But like I said, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of pieces still to be put in place and a lot of a lot of positions still yet undecided. So we're just looking forward to getting after it here and here starting in August. When you look up and down and, and yeah, there are some guys that graduated that move on that, you, you know, there are some different places that need guys to step up. But you kind of look around like. Man, it feels like the foundation that's still there is still really good. And I'm pretty biased, but I look at the poll, like, kind of hard to, to take away from Northwest in some of these categories. When you look around at the guys that are with you here today and some of the returners that will be put, taking on some of those bigger roles, it feels like this is a team that could come out and still be pretty dang good and make another run in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, obviously uh, defensively, you know, they got Zach and Eliza back on the D-line, Sam back at linebacker Isaac will obviously get a lot of playing time this year um yeah I agree I think the foundation's still there we still got a lot of guys who can lead a lot of a lot of um experience still um but we definitely definitely are going to have to lean on some of those younger guys who maybe not maybe might not have had the experience of actual reps last year but you know those guys who graduated who we lost um they were really good at, at teaching and you know um, those young guys were good at, you know, soaking in the information and, you know, learning the playbook. And um, so I think we'll be good there. Um, yeah. How are you going to bring some guys along within your position group? Because you look to your left and, I mean, what Gabe and Tanner combined miss, you know, however many straight games. And Tanner didn't miss a start the entire time he was there. You got some young guys you have to bring along. What's the leadership role on the offensive line for yourself to make sure that, boy, September 1st, they're ready to go? Yeah, I, I've uh, really taken, you know, ownership and in, in being the leader this year, um, obviously with Tanner and Gabe leaving. Um, you know, Tanner was always the vocal guy. You know, if someone wasn't doing the right thing, he was constantly getting on people, you know, to do the right thing. Um, I, I definitely have, I think I've stepped into that role and uh, – we just need to, you know, build our depth. I mean, it's it's just like every other year. You know, you got to plug and replace. Um, you know, those guys obviously were, were key players for multiple years, so it's it's a lot a lot harder to replace those guys. Um, but I think we got the dudes to do it. You know, we got a, a pretty good transfer in um, to play tackle. Um, hopefully, hopefully he can, you know, get the playbook down and, and be good. You know, he had a good spring. We had a lot of guys who had a good spring, um, good winter, you know, working out, good summer. Um, you know, the summer's winding down now. We have our last kind of summer workout tomorrow. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's that time. We're excited, um, just ready to, ready to open the season at home for once. You know, uh, that'll be nice, uh, making the Tigers come to Maryville for a change. It's about time we had a home opener, you know, right, to start yeah. things off. Tanner used to be referred to as the grandpa. He's a little bit slow getting up, a little banged up, you know. Are you the grandpa now in that line? Uh, I would say that. I mean, I'm honestly for my age. I'm only 22, so I'm really, you know, for my age, I'm kind of like the young guy in our in our class. Um, 
as, as weird as that might sound, but um, no, I, I would not call myself the grandpa. Definitely not, but shout out to Tanner. He was grandpa. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, you know, making sure guys are picking up that playbook. This is year two of full season of Todd Sturdy as the offensive coordinator. Of course, 2020 was a wash. What's this like for you of being able to take on bullets within that offense and knowing a little bit more of what is expected from you and that entire group? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we had um, that year that we missed, we still had the coach 30 was still here. You know, we still had the, the opportunity to learn the playbook and, you know, the that class that came in that year, they kind of were um, almost, I call it like a double red shirt because of the seniors who came back, you know, they, those guys didn't really get their opportunity to play because, you know, nobody really left to give them the opportunity. Um, but I think they've, they've taken ownership in that and you know that class is kind of special with they have you know two or three years of experience of you know the right thing to do of what to do um, but they they just don't have that actual on-field experience which um, could be a blessing you know if they use it the right way they they know what they're doing um, the experience comes obviously nobody you know nobody just goes in there and is a seasoned veteran you know you, you always have to take your first play you know one play at a time and uh, get that experience, but I think I, I'm really excited. I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see you know who who steps up and you know who takes on those roles and who really takes ownership and uh, leadership in that. And I'm just excited. I remember one specific play last year. I don't remember if it was Braden or Mike Hohensee. There was a late hit, and the first person to jump in there and get in the face of the defender that made that late hit was yourself. Is there a little bit of mean streak that comes with Mitch Goff, or is that an offensive line thing, or what is that? Um, I mean, I don't, in high school, I was kind of that guy, too. I, you know, <laughs> If there was ever a, a fight breaking out, I would either – I mean, I, I call myself the instigator, but, um, no, I, I just – you know, I have my guys back. I know they'd have my back, um, Mike or Braden, whoever it is, especially if it's those guys. You know, you never want your quarterback getting hit like that. Um, I just try to, you know, protect them. Make sure they're all right. Uh, I guess it's the loving guy in me, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just I like to protect those guys. You know, as an offensive lineman, that's your job is to protect the quarterback. So if he's getting hit, I mean, I'm gonna be there. You know, I'm gonna be there to pick him up, and you know, I might get in someone's face. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no. I just I love those guys. I protect them. So all right, got to address the rumors before I let you go. When will you start growing your mullet? Uh, never. Not even like a win streak mullet, or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll be, I'll be getting a haircut here soon before the season starts. Kind of my thing. I, I like to look fresh at the beginning of the year, um, and then I let it grow until the season's over. So, if it if it gets all the way to a mullet in four or five months, then that'd be great. But if not, I won't be carrying on the legacy. I'm sorry. Just tell the barber top and the sides, <laughs> leave the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Mitch, thanks for the time. Thank you. And that's Mitch Goff rounding out our interviews from MIAA Media Day. Really appreciate Coach Wright and his players for taking that time to talk with us, not only in Kansas City, but also throughout the year. They are called on a lot from us within KXCV and the Bearcat Radio Network. 
but also local media to kind of sit down, talk about their craft. It can be redundant, uh, but they're always very respectable, a class program, and great young men there being molded by Coach Wright and his staff. So appreciate their time and looking forward to see what they're going to do this upcoming fall. The season starts on September 1st, Northwest Missouri State against Fort Hay State. That's a Thursday night under the lights. Be sure to be there and be loud as the Bearcats open up this season on September 1st. That's going to wrap things up for us here on Bearcat Rewind. Thank you for listening. Check out our archive podcast. If you haven't listened to those before, last week we had former Northwest Missouri State linebacker and an All-American himself, Jared Erspalmer with us, Diego Bernard, Dr. Clarence Green, Mallory McConkie, and so many more. So check out those archived episodes of the podcast. Tip of the cap to Alex Kurt, a Northwest Missouri State professor, producing our intro and outro music. And thank you for listening. For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.